Hey friends, welcome. This is the Connected Families Podcast, and I'm Stacey Bellward, your host. I am looking forward to today's podcast. I gathered Jim and Lynn Jackson, co-founders of Connected Families, and Chad Hange around the mic to talk about the heartbeat of who Connected Families is, how we got started, and our vision for the future. Chad is a key leader of the organization with Jim and Lynn, and he came on board early on. I asked Chad if he would host the conversation today. Well, what a privilege it is to be here with Jim and Lynn Jackson. My name is Chad Hangay, and we get to have a conversation today that, as soon as I discovered it was going to happen, was, I guess, electronically circled on my calendar. <laughs> so welcome, Jim and Lynn. It's great to be here, Chad. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of how Connected Families got started, the origins and yeah, just the early beginnings, right, mm. of what it was like. And so maybe just start with that. How did things get started at Connected Families? <laughs> that was seriously a long time ago. That was a long time ago, and it's a convoluted answer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. How did it start, Lynn? You give the right answer, and then I'll see what I can add. <laughs> it started the day that God just gave you a passion for helping parents of struggling teens mm-hmm. and just taught you so much. Yeah. I was working with high-risk teens in the 90s, and it became evident pretty quickly into that work. And I was just a young man, 30 years old when I started, that the best way to help some of the kids that we served was to help their parents understand what it was that we knew about how to connect with their kids and how to love on their kids and how to inspire them toward a sense of purpose. If we could help a parent understand and see through the lens of their child all their well-intentioned efforts to do that, we could help parents. And so we, we started helping parents. Mm -hmm. And for several years, we did that. Lynn joined me some in that work. And God started stirring in my heart, like, this is a big need. This isn't a little side need. This is a big need. And I wonder how we might be able to organize around that need. You were doing some work at the same time that was sort of inspiring you in a different way. Well, I was working with kids with sensory and behavioral challenges. Actually, at that time, still mostly young adults with sensory and behavioral challenges. And so I was getting really interested in the nervous system and how that affects the choice that we make and our struggles and just relationships and all those things. Yeah. So we were both working in these other jobs, and then we started getting invited to talk with folks in churches about the things that we were learning and growing in and helping parents. And pretty soon, we were busy every weekend. We wanted to be busy sort of on the side, and we're like, man, we can't do our full-time gig and this little side-time gig, and we have children, and we're trying to figure all this out, and Lord, what do you want us to do with this? And on February the 8th of 2002, after a couple of years of some real churning, at 3.30 a.m. in the morning, I bolted out of bed. And I knew God was saying, it's time for you to reposition. We submitted some, some ideas to my supervisor where I worked, and they said, great vision, but not something that we can foster here for very long, so we'll help you get started if you want. And that was 2002, and September 23rd, we became Connected Families. Wow. And we have had a number of iterations in terms of names, <laughs> names of books, <laughs> diagram, the, the Connected Families framework has not always looked like the Connected Families framework we see today. It had some pretty strange words in it early <laughs> on. It was actually birthed during your time working with parents with the at-risk teens. Yeah, affirmation for being, affirmation for doing, and correction, <laughs> which is, and cor- correction's kind of always been the top and clear, and that's what sort of drives parents to us all through the years, yes. ever since the early 90s. Something's not working, and we need help fixing it is the driving 
force behind why so many parents reach out and find us. Just a context for even my sitting here with you, which is a privilege and honor to just be hanging out with both of you. But I've known you for a long time. And I think Jim and I, you and I met in 1995, late 1994, something like that, and uh, working with at-risk teens mm-hmm. and kind of on a similar trajectory. But you were such a good mentor to me. And uh, yeah, I remember, that... I think I'm, I remember helping you learn to shave. <laughs> <laughs> what was, that? Was, it, was it that you long know, ago? I'm getting old and my memory isn't always a as it once was, but I, well, maybe not quite. Yeah, I, was, I was pretty green in ministry, and uh, you were somebody that I thought, oh my goodness. You took me under your wing, and uh, we yeah. had a blast. There was so much good yeah. stuff that happened there. We learned a ton as well. Mm-hmm. And then I met Lynn. I mean, I met Lynn, but I didn't really know her until Connected Families and my joining in 2005, so not too far down the road yeah. um, after it started. And the same sort of trajectory of going, hey, I was working with youth, but now I want to work with parents and families. And Jim, Lynn, what do you and have you for me here? Went and got a degree. I did, yeah. I got all prepared and stuff at, uh, <laughs> with the master's in uh, counseling psychology as a marriage and family therapist, and then got a certificate for coaching as well. So when I jumped in in 2005, did you already have a book? Was your first book written? Where, the where book. was that? He's going to make us talk oh about God. the book. <laughs> the book. And you're still, still married. Have, still have PTSD <laughs> from writing the first book. The first book. <laughs> yes, How to Grow a Connected Family. The first book, really, it started because as we taught these classes, we started gathering more and more information, and and people would miss the class, and they'd say, what did you say last week? What did you say? So we'd write some things down about what we said last week so that we could give it to them this week. Or they'd ask a question that we didn't have time to go into, so it was handout after handout. And pretty soon we had a little three-ring binder that had almost 100 pages of these randomly assembled notes, and we showed them to a pastor at a new church where we had begun to attend, and they were considering having us teach some parenting, and they wanted to see what we were going to teach. The pastor there passed on this manuscript, if you will, to sort of the church's go-to psychologist referral source, Mm -hmm. and then they asked to meet for lunch. I was like, (laughs) oh... They're going to tell us this is, this <laughs> is this, you know what, you guys, I mean. Just go get a day job. Uh, yeah, this is not. And so we sat down with the pastor and the psychologist, and the psychologist, as he began to give his appraisal of all of this, he started to weep. Mm-hmm. And he said, what you have here is gold. This is parenting gold. It's the mm. best merging of sound psychological principle and sound biblical theology that I've ever seen. You need to do something with this. And that was, you know, 1999-ish probably. Mm -hmm. And and I came home and told Lynn and we're like, okay, we got to write a book. We, we're on to something here. <laughs> now we got to make all of this work as a book. Yeah, since you two are so much alike, that wasn't really very difficult, I wouldn't imagine, right? Oh, my God. I was just ready to send it to the publisher, but then wanted to <laughs> reorganize it and make sure it made sense. It had so many different tenses and perspectives, and he'd write something, and it would be one way, and I'd write something. He'd do the grand vision, and I'd put in all these little details. It was so disjointed, and we had to figure out how to make it all work. Yes. So, yes. And keep our marriage alive at the time <laughs> with our opposite learning styles. That was the trick. And we did it. So just briefly, you know, I gave a little bit of my background. Jim 
kind of came at it through the youth ministry perspective. And Lynn, how about you? Just give a, a quick snapshot of how you came professionally into Connected Families and credentials and what you brought. Well, it was really the Lord because the the type of occupational therapy practice that I was initially in had really nothing to do with little children. And in fact, I didn't even really like them before I was married. So I avoided pediatrics at all costs. I worked with young Lynn adults. Lynn was horrified at- the day she found out she was pregnant with our first child. And she called me. She was in such horror that I literally thought the doctor had told her maybe she had cancer or something. Yeah. She was sobbing and it was that terrified mm. sort of sob. Mm. <laughs> wow. I was like, we haven't really decided yet if we want children now. <laughs> so anyway, so I was working with adults, but sort of ended up in a job where part of that was really working with sensory processing with adults. And I found that fascinating. And eventually, after I had kids, then I went into pediatrics working with sensory processing with kids. So it was sort of this gradual transition from spinal cord injured quads Mm -hmm. to pediatrics with sensory processing, which was, I just loved it. It was so intriguing to me how our sensory processing affects so much of who we are and the choices we make and the relationships that we have and how we're able to learn. And so I just dove into that wholeheartedly. Well, and you still dive to this day. I mean, Lynn has got three open books on her reading stand that you're actively engaged in right now. Yeah. It's just, it's like a magnet that just draws me. Yeah. Yeah. And I see how much it's helped me with our kids and how much it's helped other parents. (laughs) (laughs) I understood Jim for the first time. Use it on Jim a little bit. Lynn is accommodating me all the time. (laughs) One of the things that stands out to me was one of the first times I came into your house, Connected Families hadn't started. Jim and I were working at youth ministry. And I came to your house and I thought this is the most intense, loud, and just crazy household that I think I had been in. And I walked out just going, oh my goodness, there's a lot of intensity in there. And so we're going to take a break and I want to come back on the other side of the break and uh, chat a little bit more about kind of that intensity, what you learned maybe from your own kids and family, and then how we're translating that now and helping other families around the world. Ready to connect with your child's heart during discipline? Help your kids feel safe, loved, capable, and responsible for their actions. Jim and Lynn Jackson's highly reviewed book, Discipline That Connects With Your Child's Heart, isn't like other parenting books. The practical tools inside will help you approach discipline in a positive way, helping your child build faith, wisdom, and character for life. The book is available anywhere books are sold or head to the link in our show notes to order your book now and learn practical tools for long-term behavior change that genuinely transforms both you and your child. So we're back from the break, and Jim and Lynn, again, just talking about origins and such a privilege, because I know a lot of people around Connected Families, they don't know the story, right? We just kind of take it for granted. Uh, and so we're kind of letting people in to kind of that backstage of, of what in the world, how did we get here? And so I was just saying how crazy it seemed like your family, there was just so yeah. much intensity. And I guess I'm, I'm curious, for a kid who walked in, you know, kid, now you're talking about shaving, Jim, like... Like, I really was that kid that helped me shave or something. I walked in as a 20-something into the house and just thought, wow, this is intense. And my house was never mm-hmm. that intense. How did the intensity of your family inform Connected Families and move us forward? 
Well, Lynn has ADD, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think we both do, honey, but as always, you lead the way. Well, I probably have an H in mind, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, we have, you know, kids who didn't fall far from the tree, as they say. Yeah, Lynn, how would you describe it? I think that your coworker's description, when we were thinking about having a fourth child, his coworker said, let's see, your three is like having nine, so why would you want 12? (laughs) And that actually is why we stopped at three. (laughs) Because Jim went, that really makes a lot of sense. It wasn't for lack of skills. Every family's got challenges and intensities. And ours, you know, for us, I couldn't imagine anything more intense. You know, and and we wanted to be relational. We didn't want to just come down on our kids for doing this, that, and the other thing. They were exploring. They were learning. They were gathering. They were understanding things in new ways and excited. And we didn't want to squelch that excitement, even if they should be eating dinner right now. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, so we rolled with things a little bit and tried to put wisdom in their brains about this instead of just mandates about how to behave. In fact, I remember when our oldest was in maybe eighth or ninth grade, I was like, you know, we're working really hard and we had developed the framework by then. We're working really hard at putting these principles into practice and my head hits the pillow each night and I feel pretty satisfied with my parenting, but our kids don't seem to be changing the way they should. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure this works. I don't think we should be teaching this stuff. Mm-hmm. And Lynn would just keep saying, you know what, the principles are sound and our kids are growing and we're growing together to understand this and it's, it's still, you're looking at me funny. <laughs> what are you looking at me funny for? <laughs> <laughs> because they clearly by that time were kids of compassion and integrity. They were always regulated, jump in line, but they cared about each other and they mm-hmm. cared about other people. Yeah, and they, they resolved conflict well. We had a lot of conflict, but they resolved it well. So we did see lots of indicators that we were on the right track. But the craziness and the intensity was still pretty high. Yeah, when it was time to clean up messes, get to dinner on time, get out the door on time. And even my intensity about that is kind of this indicator that we paid attention to. So Lynn is seeing this different picture than what I'm seeing. I'm feeling crazed by it. She's like, "Uh uh-uh, there's depth happening here, and we want to keep going with that depth. And we don't have to manage the craziness. I mean, we can. We can learn to do some things, but we don't want to manage the craziness at the expense of this depth that's happening. Mm -hmm. And that's where some of the ideas that we've been teaching for a long time started to really sink in. It's like, Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The wisdom, the depth, the compassion, you know, all those things were starting to emerge in our own family. And then as we had been now teaching for some years, we were having other families start reporting to us, you know, this stuff has helped us get through stuff we never imagined we'd get through. We were trying to get help here, there, the other place. We were reading this book, that book, the other book. We've been exposed to this framework that you teach, and it's changing us Mm -hmm. in profound ways that we can hardly give words to. And really, that was what compelled us to just keep going, you know, that kind of affirmation, because it was you know, it was discouraging when we were speaking together and trying to figure this out. And as Lynn said, we're different. (laughs) And it was hard on us. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking together was as hard as writing a book together because of how different our styles were. And I just want to affirm that what has been such a testimony to me and having a front row seat to your life, really. I mean, I don't know. You both are super open. You're you're willing to share your life. And we call them marriage moments sometimes (laughs) in meetings. In a meeting, it's like, okay, guys, we're having a marriage moment. (laughs) It's a little marriage moment going on here. But also the tenacity at which you resolve conflict. And the framework is not something, and this is the most beautiful thing to me, it's not something we teach other people to do that you don't model. 
you're both tenacious about that. And when I would just see you going on a speaking gig and Lynn's got to say the thing the right way <laughs> and the notes and all the stuff. And Jim's like, what are we talking about tonight? And bringing those two things together and mm-hmm. seeing you work through those things has been a huge testimony. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Maybe just give a little bit of the growth around that because what people would see on stage would not be what people would see necessarily in getting there because it's a challenge. Or afterwards. Or afterwards. <laughs> what did you say that for? I was going to say this. Time management. so long. I didn't get through all my things. <laughs> yes. I think I've heard those things like a few times. Oh. <laughs> How did we get there, honey? I think that one of the best gifts for us was when we realized – it started with soul care, and Chad's wife, Karma, said, no, that has to be part of that diagram. It's foundation. And foundation is where we own our stuff. Mm. And we bring ourselves authentically to the Lord and ask, what's my part in this? Instead of starting with, how do I fix yeah. the behavior of the person I'm interacting with? Mm. And that carried yeah. us through. We had to keep going back to that as we struggled with speaking, as we struggled with writing a book together of owning our stuff and hanging on to God's grace and yeah. truth through it. And recognizing a calling that we had together yes. that we could not do alone. So we had to put that on the altar yeah. and say, we have to submit ourselves to one another. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can talk now. <laughs> you know, when I first started to get ideas about founding something new, you know, I thought Lynn could be an advisor. And I remember the day I came home and I said, you could be the, you could be the COO of this little outfit that I'm dreaming of. Like, what? <laughs> you want me to organize your calendar? I don't think that's my calling. <laughs> but it was very, it was sort of a very self-centered vision to begin with. I could lead an organization. I could do these things. I could do this stuff. I've built a team. I've, you know, and, and, and but I need Lynn to help. And it, it became clear over time that I'm pretty good at getting things started, lots of excitement and enthusiasm. For me to figure out which of those things has merit and then follow through on it is not my strong suit. And that's what Lynn does so well. As you started to join the work more and more, we developed a co-vision. It really was mm-hmm. early on. It was kind of my vision. You were doing your thing. I was doing mine. I was going to move out of that and do something else, and you were going to help a little bit. But it's become our co-vision really for 15 years. Mm-hmm because of this understanding about how much we really need each other to do this well on behalf of our Lord who guides us and the people whose lives are impacted by what we do. Mm-hmm. What I give them is incomplete. What Lynn gives them is mm-hmm. incomplete mm-hmm. as best we can. What we bring to them together by way of a body of different kinds of information and input is more complete. For sure. That is beautiful. And what you have learned to do with each other has allowed people like Stacy and myself, Anna, the rest of our team to come in and be supports and to not just then be supports, but actually to take leadership. I think that's been the difference from my seat is going, you learned how to figure out each other, yourselves, and then to empower other people. And so as we start thinking about, you know, how to grow a connected family, the first book, and then discipline that connects with your child's heart, really kind of the second book and moving in the direction that we are moving, maybe just say a little bit about handing off empowering other people and what that's been like for both of you. So there was a day 
Shortly after Anna had come to work with us as a communications role, and Anna is now our executive director, we had engaged Chad, and you were helping. We were going to do this little webinar thing, and we had <laughs> we had built a little rudimentary sort of, I don't know what to even call it, like the camera was inside it, and our kids had helped us build it, and it had curtains over the wooden, side. Wooden box with, <laughs> it was, with mirrors. It was a box with mirrors. It looked like a kid's fifth grade science project. Yeah, so, you had to stick your head in the whole, the whole thing. And we had bought some halfway decent, you know, Uh, USB mics and Chad and Lynn were going to do this live (laughs) webinar and then we were going to record it and I was kind of proud of it and Anna started working with us (laughs) the image is tough to get out of your head once you've seen it so so I bring Anna over to show her what we're doing it's kind of her orientation orientation to the work and she looks at at what's happening on our dining room table (laughs) twisted so that we could take advantage of the sunlight and and, you know blah 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 and she looks at it and I looked at her and I was expecting her to be like oh this is cool and her face just kind of went ashen (laughs) you you two were kind of at a struggling moment and and she said we can't do this We can't. Live is too hard. We need to do pre-record. We need to do online courses, she said. That day, that's where the vision for that was born. And, you know, Anna, it took her a couple of years to work her way into a trusted position to be the executive leader of our organization. You know, again, Lynn and I, we're not great at managing and organizing. Mm -hmm. And and there's parts of the story that we can't tell because they're not our parts. They're, you know, Chad, you've got your iteration of how the framework has impacted you and your family and how you applied these ideas and how you took your unique set of gifts and God-given talents and your unique set of children and brought, you know, all of that together and put the framework into play in a very different way than how we did. Absolutely. And then, you know, others on our team, too, as you've worked with your children, you know, all of us are doing this differently. We all have different things to bring and add. And so if that's the case, let's make sure we keep empowering people as best we know how admittedly not always probably the best, but we just keep figuring it out. And our organization lives by the values of the framework that we teach. And that's what really, I think, helps us continue to grow little by little and, you know, add people into the community. And um, And you don't mean that in theory. You mean that in practice, like it's written down. Maybe just say a quick thing about the organizational values. Like, how do we operate? Well, the framework that we teach parents is the framework we operate by. So each of us knows it's our responsibility. We're held accountable to one another to grow a strong foundation, to know who we are in Christ, to know whose we are, to know and to walk in the purposes of God for our lives. When people come to us and want to work with us, we believe that that is an expression of their God-given calling. If they come to us and say, you know, I got something else cooking, Mm -hmm. it makes it easy for us to say, you know, if if God's leading you and growing you in your foundation part of life to a new thing, then we want to support that. We're behind that. Mm -hmm. It's a scary thing to say when you've got a small staff that is, you know, high ownership of all the things that we're doing, but that's how we have to do this. And then connectedness is just about coming together and being together and laughing and enjoying each other. And then the coach principle that we teach are called and capable. We definitely have a sense of calling. Each person is matched well with their gifts and their tasks to make sure Mm -hmm. that they have a sense of walking in their calling. And then the correct piece, you are responsible for your actions. It's like we resolve conflict with each other really well, even if it means having a marriage moment in the middle of a meeting. (laughs) But that's been a high value. We don't do any anonymous feedback on people Mm -hmm. at review time or anything like that. We Mm -hmm. do communication face-to-face and biblically. So that's how we run our organization, and it's been really delightful. It's one of my favorite things about Connected Families 
is, you know, I was doing an interview with a prospective coach who was going to jump into our coaching certification program. She was really nervous. I just said, well, we're just going to use the framework, right? She's like, well, you're going to hear my coaching and, and it might not be very good. I'm like, well, you're safe with me. <laughs> you're loved no matter what. You're called and capable and you're responsible to grow and learn. And she went, oh, really? You like do that with us too? Like, yeah, it's not just what we do with yeah. people, you know, just teaching parents to do. And yeah. so I think that's yeah. just been a huge influence in uh, in the organization. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a little bit of our history. And not surprisingly, we laughed and cried and did all the things in our time together today. But if you start to think a little bit about kind of where we are and thoughts about the future, yeah. what that might look like, what comes to mind? Well, I am determined to finish my sensitive, intense kids online course. <laughs> That's my big goal right now that I am passionate about, about leaving that with the organization yeah. before I ride off into the yeah. sunset. Well, and, and we won't ride off. We might get kicked off. <laughs> we, if our brains cease to work, but we think they're working well, you know, I hope again the team will be straight with us about all of that. But, you know, that's really the last piece of content that's core content to who Lynn and are that we need to, as an organization, make a priority of making sure Lynn can get this these concepts for working in this way with kids who are sensory challenged kids mm-hmm. out there for the world. When we started, you know, years ago, our vision really was, let's see if we can ultimately over time do workshops and develop relationships with every church within 15 miles of us, 20 mm-hmm. miles, who would have us. This is before the internet. You know, the internet and the opportunity of a website. You know, when our website went from being a four-page web brochure, essentially right. static, we didn't do anything with it for months at a time, to a dynamic ad content every week, things started to change in about 2012, and subscribers started to add. And, you know, today there are thousands of active subscribers. There's a growing community of people who, who we call insiders, who are people who love what Connected Families does so much that they want to help inform us. And we send an email to that group every Friday and they give us ideas, they give us thoughts, they answer questions, they give feedback about new product ideas, titles. We just put a position guide into it, out to that group and that group is growing. You know, we kind of call that that insider community is really the connected families deep community. They know the principles, they understand it. It's our thought that that community could ultimately be tens of thousands of people who aren't just in relationship with us, but are in relationship with each other, rallying around, gathering around this language, this understanding of the connected families framework that allows so much freedom and flexibility for families to be the kind of families they want to be. Guided by the principles in scripture of the safety of the Lord, the Lord is for us always. And the connectedness, the love no matter what, God so loved the world, the capabilities that you are knit together in your mother's womb created for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And the corrective stuff is not just about fixing bad behavior. It's about inspiring our kids to make right what they've made wrong through the value of restoration and reconciliation. There's a community growing around these ideas. We think that community could be in the thousands. It's close now, actually, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it keeps growing. And then within that community, Chad, you're working closely with a group of folks we're training to be coaches who Mm -hmm. can help parents in the trenches, one-to-one, face-to-face, whether it's online or in person, to learn and embrace these ideas and adapt them to their homes. Mm -hmm. And so as that community of coaches grows, they'll write, they'll present, 
They'll lead. They'll grow into different positions in the organization, perhaps at some point, as as the need for you know professional staffing. And of course, the funding model is always we trust the Lord for all the provision. We don't want to move ahead. We don't want to lag behind. We want to be bold. We we invite people to give. Yeah. We are pledged to be as good a stewards of those funds as we can possibly be by paying our people a fair market wage, by being well managed fiscally around the different ways we spend money. And the more money we have, the more sophistication we can build into reaching parents. And there is money, of course, that comes in as a result of some of the services that we provide. But if somebody can't afford stuff, I would hope that always, even after Lynn and I or whatever's going to happen to us (laughs) with Jesus, that this organization would always be an organization that says yes to everyone who's hungry for what we're offering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just to make sure our audience knows, there's like no sorted plan to have Jim and Lynn gone, you know? So as they talk about running, riding off to the sunset, it's like, and you know, just as, as we wrap, and Jim is a unbelievable visionary, just the ability to picture things that aren't seen, the lens of possibilities, and then trusting a team to kind of come around that as well and build into that and also have voice to that. Lynn, I just would love to end with just getting a couple thoughts, if you have them, about how you see things, where where things are going, or maybe what the Lord has laid on your heart about the future of connected families. I think that more and more we're realizing parents' need for connected in the face of the cultural challenges and technology issues that everyone is facing. And I've just done a little group recently just to sort of help with prep for the online course and gathering some practical stories. But it's just been such a soul-meeting, you know, soul-feeding experience for everyone. And so that's kind of been just something I've been chewing on and praying about. And how can we draw groups of parents together more and more for that personal support and encouragement that they need? Yes, living in isolation is very difficult, with especially when there's intensity in the family and kids are struggling and things of that nature. And so community for parents as well. So there's that. And I have my passion for the online course. But I also think the legacy I'd like to leave after completing the online course for sensitive and intense kids is also to write a book, Grace and Truth for Moms, so that just in any way that I can, I can encourage moms in the way that I really needed to be encouraged when I was the mom of those really wild little three youngsters, because that's a a deep passion of mine. And when parents are encouraged and receiving God's grace for themselves, Mm -hmm. they can pass it on to their kids, Mm -hmm. and amazing things can start to happen. Wow, such a sweet, sweet time to be with both of you. My longtime friends. It's hard to imagine, right, that uh, we'd be sitting here talking about the things we're talking about. And I just want to say, I think one of the comments that we receive on a regular basis, and I hear it from people that I coach with, and I think we hear it on the online course, that you have parented many parents, right? That as you share authentically, like you're doing right now, that the impact of that, of parenting people who haven't been parented through the framework is so valuable. And we've been able to experience it, the staff at Connected Families, of your parenting us in so many ways. They say that about Jim and Lynn, but they say that about Connected Families now, too. Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like in Connected Families, I have a parent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who gracefully guides me through this craziness. Mm -hmm. And we're delighted to be a part of God's work, honored, humbled, all the work. It's just like, what? 
Mm-hmm. You and me? This is, <laughs> I know. That's because he's chosen the foolish thing in the, in the yeah, world, like, so he gets good glory. How come you're patting my arm with such vigor when you say the foolish <laughs> 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 And Chad, you know, you came alongside, held our arms up early on. Oh, gosh. We didn't, you know, we're sitting in our den with our knees knocking to have meetings. <laughs> it's a little tight. <laughs> four by six space. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what a privilege and uh, what a blessing. And uh, we trust that uh, our time together here will be a blessing to all those who hear it as well. So thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jim and Lynn. And we'll sign off here. Did you enjoy today's episode? Let us know by sharing a comment. And I just wanted to take a minute and invite you to the new social media app called Clubhouse. We started a Connected Families Club and are having fantastic live conversations with people like you. For more information about how to join us on Clubhouse, look at our show notes. And for more information on Jim and Lynn Jackson's book, Discipline That Connects With Your Child's Heart, or about Connected Families, go to ConnectedFamilies.org. See you next time.